Welcome to that sick! Whoa! How was that for a really exciting intro? I was super gnarly, dog. I, I feel I feel ready to go. I want to skateboard. Yeah. <laughs> I want to shred. I want to shred mad. I, I don't know the name of a skateboard move. I mean, I want to I want to drive a monster truck around. Oh, my God. Uh, Brock was just saying like a bunch of those uh, like weird made up things that, you know, Tony Hawk pro skater. Yeah, let's do a backside 180 dog. Yeah. Like a goofy s- foot. Yeah, goofy foot. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a made up thing. That's people who are left footed. That's rude to left footed people calling them goofy. It is. You're right. And haters. So I am Heather. I'm Justine. I'm JB. And like I said, welcome to That's Sick, the podcast where we talk about everything that is disgusting and fun and fascinating. So this week, I am your host. I don't know literally anything about what the topic might be. I'm so excited to find out. Uh, Before we dive into it, let's go around and talk about the sickest thing of a week in a bad way. Anybody. God oh, damn it. I'm I got, I got, well, sort of. Yeah, I have one. You're ready? Because I was like, oh, I'm, I, I'm never prepared for I'm this. I'm on the ball. Oh, thank God for you, JB. So I was talking to my friend Alexis at work, whom I mentioned on the podcast before. Hey. And is one of our most loyal listeners. Yes. We love, love you. her. And she was telling me about a very uh, impassioned text message response she had with her boyfriend the other day. And he apparently bit into a stink bug. And. <gasps> And said that it pooped in his mouth. No! Ew. And that it tasted real bad, but the stink bug lived. Uh, what? It well, they, lived. well, they're vegan, so they didn't want the stink bug to die. Oh, my God. It pooped in his mouth, and it still didn't kill. And it the, still didn't die. He must was, not have bit it that hard. That is... That, that is Ew. by far the sickest. That, wow. That's really gross. It's really sick. I was like, oh, oh, thank you, dog. I just got my sickest thing of the week now. Ugh. <sighs> I think I had a, there's nothing of note happened. Nothing. No. Me neither. I can't think of anything. So I don't know. Why not? Without further ado, do let's uh, reveal the topic of this week. Do I get to reveal it? Yeah, girl, it's your idea. So I have bad news for you, Heather. (laughs) You're going to hate it. I'm sorry. You guys are. We might have gone too far this time. Also, stop bullying me. I feel like I'm the victim of horizontal violence. That sounds vaguely sexual. That's uh, that's like some workplace synergy speak. Oh, I oh, don't, I don't understand. Oh, like like peer to peer. Yeah. So like we're not in a power position over you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we're I, partic- speak, I speak HR. Yeah, you're participating in horizontal violence right now. How dare you? Oh, come on. Yeah, exactly. It's HR language. <laughs> you're just gonna get back at me next week. It's fine. <laughs> All right. What is it? Well, as, as you may have already guessed, but our listeners who maybe don't. Well, if our, anyone who's been listening long enough can probably also guess the only thing that would make Heather this upset. Is bugs. Is bugs. It's a buggy. <gasps> Little buggos everywhere. What kind of bugs now? What's, what's it this time? Do you want, do you want a all, preview of our topics? All kinds. All well, kinds. so I will say I actually, so much like last week, I think I should go first and JB should go second because I'm talking about a more general thing and JB is talking about a more specific thing. Okay. Just so, works for me. Yeah. All right. So that sounds I, good to me. So my topic is all the different kinds of bugs that are commonly found in your home. Oh, man. This- well, okay. So some of the, you might be surprised to, maybe you'll find out that some bugs in the home I'm, I'm not so sore on, but I'm going to let you, I'm going to let you finish, dog. Okay. So this actually like, Pretty much everything I'm going to talk about, even though I 
found lot like different articles at different websites, but it's all coming from really one big project that has been spearheaded by someone named Dr. Michelle Troutwine. Um, she's from the California California Academy of Sciences. Oh, I got her too. Really? Oh, for your for your piece. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. So I don't don't worry. We're not overlapping. I made sure she's the leading entomologist. I guess. Oh my god, this this lady is like she's big in bugs. She um and and among other people, but like the main goal of this project is to study what they believe is an understudied area of entomology, which is uh, like the the ecosystem of our homes, mm-hmm. like seeing our homes as ecosystems. So like we think of bugs as some, you know, bugs live outside and if they're inside our house, they don't really belong here. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of us tend to think of like our homes are really should be bug free zones. And especially if you clean, like if you clean well enough and you're tidy enough and um, then you shouldn't have any bugs in your home when really that's not the case at all. And so it, as part of this project, they have been going, I think they've been to, they've, they've done it around the world. They go and they um, have this very specific process for going through houses. People volunteer to have their houses basically um, canvassed and sampled. And I'll get into like the no, specifics what? of how they do that um, and looking for bugs. And so and it just like there's a lot of really interesting things they found. So uh, just for the sake of just simplicity and clarity and also because I am not a scientist. And so for me, reading scientific journals is like a slog. Oh, my God. It it's would been, be it's for been, me, too. I mean, it's been so long since I was in school. It's just hard for my brain to do it. So I would um, need to pop like five Adderall. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, same. But I uh, so I really focused on one specific part of this project, which is when they went and surveyed homes down in North Carolina. Oh, okay. So that's that's most of what I'll be talking yeah, about. Yeah, I was going to ask you, like, did they uh, f- go to homes in different like uh, climates? Oh yeah. So another one that I I like read an article about. They had gone to homes in Australia. Okay. So they've definitely yes, they're they've they're trying to go to all different because they they do they want to see how things like climate and you know area in the world like what what changes and what's the same. I'm Australia, really. your mate. That's that's my terrible Australian uh, accent. How they always say I'm Australia from Australia. So, um, <laughs> yeah, that was just, terrible. Have you, have you ever noticed that sometimes I just ignore your riff and I just keep going? I'm sorry. I'm Is just... it because I have a bad riff? I'm just trying to mm-hmm. add to the discourse. I'm just trying to keep going. I'm adding to the discourse. <laughs> You're distracting. Listen, I've had a long couple days. I'm just trying to get through this. <laughs> Go on, Terry. So, Terry Gross. Okay. No, wait, that's an interview format. That's wrong. Whatever. Um, so a lot of us, when we think of bugs in our home, we think of the kind that cause like bad infestations. So like termites or bed bugs. Um, of course, and then we also think, you know, you know, like the spiders that we find in the corner or, you know, whatever. What about the ones that the government is planning to spy on us? <laughs> that I hope you didn't misunderstand the theme this week, JB. That is not what we're talking about. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, you were talking about those kind of bugs. Oh, fuck. Uh, Well, okay. unfortunately for you, JB, but I'm going to carry on. So if it makes you feel any better, literally the whole time I was researching this, I was covered in an itchy, creepy, crawly feeling Um, like there were bugs all over me. And all I could think of were all the centipedes running around on the wall behind me that I couldn't see. So I suffered. I suffered for this. And you want us to suffer, too. And all of our listeners to suffer, too. And none of you guys are Catholic. Look, this is why. No, (laughs) no. Why do you think I started this podcast? <laughs> you need so, to self-flagellate. I need I needed to just share the the cringe. 
Yeah. We're just sharing the cringe. So in reality, most of the bugs that we find in our homes are actually like pretty benign. And a lot of them, they, you know, some of them don't want to be here. Uh, some of them do want to be here. Uh, but at the end of the day, really, it's just it's really diverse and really interesting. When it comes to how Dr. Troutwine and her team would collect bugs for this project, they uh, they'd have, like I said, but they had a very specific way they would go about it. So this is what they would do. Uh, and first of all, they were only studying freestanding homes. So they uh, no apartments, no town, like no townhouses, no row, row houses. I imagine like, that would add like too many variables. Yes, in. exactly. Yeah. No, you're absolutely correct. Because part like part of the study is to take a look at how our habits influence the bugs that are in the house. OK. And so, yeah. So, you know, and, and then they weren't like trying to judge like, oh, you didn't clean enough and therefore you have more ants. But they wanted to see like, OK, well, you have a laxer cleaning habit than, you know, this other person. And how does that compare when you have like shared walls and shared like especially in an apartment building like. Like your neighbor gets bugs, you're probably going to get those bugs too. And it doesn't, really, yeah. and it doesn't really matter what you're doing. There's nothing you can do yeah. about it. So when they would collect the bugs, they collected from the floor, walls, and ceiling of every room in the house, inside any cabinets that were under sinks in the kitchen and bathrooms, but not any other drawers or cabinets. Oh God, just imagine doing this job. It's just ugh, disgusting yeah, to me. But they wanted to do it. Uh, <laughs> They're entomologists. It's sick. Go on. Light fixtures, windowsills, carpet sample via a specialized vacuum. And then they would also take some samples from outside. So they would take a soil sample in from a very specific location, like X distance away from the house, X distance deep, I forget what, and also from the outside walls. Mm -hmm. um, they did not search underneath large pieces of furniture. And like I said, they didn't in search inside any drawers or most cabinets except for the ones underneath sinks. Imagine underneath my couch is a treasure trove oh yeah i'm like <laughs> that's where they all live <laughs> Little buggies. Oh. and they're really low tech about how they collected the bugs um they used headlamps knee pads you know for the crawling around forceps nets and aspirators to suck up bugs they were going too fast for them to catch <laughs> <laughs> Little little bug sucker 5,000. Yeah. And, and, and of course, and they would also, they would count like if the bug was dead. If they found a dead bug, they would collect that as a sample too. Okay. We'll be like, he's, you know, he, he, he was, was here. here at some point. He was here. All right. So bug he's time. dead, Jim. <laughs> so one of the main findings from this project is that there are way more bugs in a typical home than anyone imagines. Mostly because the typical person isn't going around actively looking for them. So we tend to notice the bugs that make themselves known to us because they're being loud or they're flying everywhere or they're biting us. Crawling or in your mouth as you're sleeping. <laughs> Crawling into your ear. Ah! Um, yeah. We already talked about that, remember? No, no, I just stop reminding me. I hate it. Um, sick. But for every bug we see, there's a ton more that we don't see and probably never will. Um, That's good. Good. <laughs> So another thing they found is that having bugs in your home isn't really related to how clean you keep it. Um, and so, of course, some bugs tend to correlate with certain cleaning habits or lack thereof. So, you know, you can get ants if you have like food matter on the floor. This is how we get ants, Heather. <laughs> yeah, Virgo is always yelling at me. Do you want ants? This is how you get ants. Um, but on the whole, a house that's kept really clean isn't necessarily going to have fewer bugs in it. It might have different types of bugs, but it's still like you're still going to have bugs. Still going to be creepy crawlies everywhere. Right. But fancier ones? Oh, uh, just maybe not as many ants or like, oh, yeah. Care. 
So I mentioned before, I'm going to focus on the 50 homes I studied in North Carolina as part of this project. When they did that, they found over 10,000 specimens across all 50 houses. Fuck that. That's way, way more than I was imagining. Too many. Too many. Christ. Cut that in half. (laughs) They also found that each home contained between 32 and 211 bug species. Mm. Too many. Mm -mm. Nope. Uh, So what kind of bugs do you think were found the most? Okay. Oh, ooh, this is a good game. Um, JB, do you think you have an idea? Mites. Mites, you think? Uh, the most bugs. Oh, God. Centipedes? Okay. Our, our guess is locked in. Yeah. Okay. No, I want to say spiders. Spiders? Okay. Yeah. I say sp- centipedes. Okay. So, there are four bugs, and this is these are actually just specific bugs that were found in 100% of the house. So, every, out of all 50 <laughs> houses, every house had... These four bugs in them. Fuck yeah. Ants. Duh. Carpet beetles. Ew. A type of fly called gall midges. Uh, They feed on plant tissue and cause growths called galls on the plants. And they're relatively unknown yet really, really common apparently. Hmm. So it's like the kind of like you never think like I had never heard of it before. And the fourth kind is cobweb spiders specifically. So JB was closest. What do I get? Wow. Nothing. Nothing. You get nothing. So those are bugs that were found in all the houses, but um, there were a bunch more that were found in a majority of the houses, like a bunch. And so I actually, I just picked many that I found to be interesting or that I didn't know what they were. And, and so I'm just going to go through, like, this is a decent, decent sized list. Okay. So we will comment, uh, comment, offer color commentary as needed. Excellent. Springtails were found in 88% of the homes. Have you ever heard of those? No. What that is that? That's nice. They are teeny, teeny, tiny bugs, and they're one of the most abundant bugs on the planet, estimated at 100,000 per square meter of ground. They feed on fungus as well as plant matter, pollen, animal remains, and bacteria. They like to eat poop. I believe they're, so I said earlier, like some of the bugs they find in the house, like they don't really want to be in here and then others do. I believe springtails, it's because there's just so many of them that exist in the world. They just find their way into your house. Like they don't really want to be in here. They're not trying to be in your house. They're just like, they're just everywhere to begin with. So they just, you know, they get tracked in or like. Literally never heard of this bug. And apparently it's all, it's all around me. Mm-hmm. It sounds like a deer. It yeah. does. Yeah. It sounds, I like the name. Yeah. Springtail. It's nice. Uh, so next up, silverfish found in 68%. Oh, yeah. We all know this. If anybody works in any like large building that has been built at least more than like 30 years ago, it's infested with silverfish. Uh, I think my mom always used to say deaths to silverfish. They are. <laughs> um, if you, so for our listeners who haven't seen one, there are these flat, silvery, squirmy looking bugs that run really, really fast and they tend to drop in out of nowhere. I was personally victimized by one <laughs> falling into the bathtub at my grandparents' house when I was like six, and I still haven't fully recovered. Raise your <laughs> hand if you've been personally victimized by a silverfish. <laughs> Just uh, they eat polysaccharides, which are found in things like book bindings, carpets, clothing, some paints, photographs, paper, plaster, and sugar, among other things. And they're considered pests because they can damage your belongings. But they don't spread disease. Yeah, they just like eat like like inedible like, shit. Like gluey. Like basically they eat like gluey, they, yeah. like starchy things. Yeah. But they are. They're just like they're really, they're just like creepy. And it's because of like their shape and how fast, like the way they like 
Yeah. Ooh. Run. Well, often if you mention silverfish, people will be like, they're disgusting. Yeah. They're gross. They gross me out. They but do. But really, they're harmless. Oh, they're completely like, harmless. They're harmless yeah. to but you. They're creepy. But they might may dam- damage your plaster and your walls. Earwigs were found in half the homes. Fuck off with I, that. I hate. Please. So I hate them too, but they eat silverfish. Hmm. Tell me more. That's all I had for earwigs. Right. Tell me more. We all we, we all know what they are. Yeah, they're gross. Yeah, don't tell me about those earwigs. I'm fine. Cockro- <laughs> cockroaches are found in 82% of the homes, but, but 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 not the type of cockroach you're thinking about. So what? Palmetto bugs? Yeah, oh my god, that's what the Floridians call it. Oh, I don't have a cockroach. They're fancier. Well, they actually Palmetto they bugs. actually weren't those either. No. Oh. So like when we think of like cockroach infestations in like New York City or even here, like if those are German cockroaches for the most part. No, the type of cockroach that they found in such abundance were called the smoky brown cockroach. And they aren't considered true pests the way the other cockroaches are because they can't. Let me see if I get this right. They don't multiply fast enough and in enough quantities to like reach infestation levels and they actually don't like super want to be in your house anyway oh um so they tend to die in the houses i think it's like something about moisture levels or something and so i and i I got the sense a lot of the ones they found were dead so so i thought that was interesting that like it was prevalent like 82 percent of the houses had them but it wasn't the kind of cockroach that we think about so the german cockroach is the gross one yeah, I mean, I think there's another, there's like another one that's like the American something. I, I don't know. know you guys like, eventually at some point are going to do like a whole cockroach episode on me and I'm just going to be like, fuck off. But, you know, to be uh, honest, I don't think there's an hour's worth of cockroach material. I agree. No, no. I really don't. Oh, you could get into Nietzsche. That's, that's I don't not want cockroach material. Not why I started this. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about Nietzsche. God, <laughs> not everyone's a nihilist. <sighs> All right, moving well, that's, on. That's their fault. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> Doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, nothing does. Moving on. <laughs> book lice were found in 98% of the homes. I thought you were going to say 98% of your books. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is another bug that we don't really ever think about or notice. They are a harmless cousin of head lice. They can't infest humans. And they tend to thrive in high humidity environments. Book lice book lice is it because they like do they eat like are they around like paper a lot like i actually i didn't i like didn't see so i don't know you can google it if you want you don't have your computer yeah well, well anyway I have, I have the internet uh 96 of the homes had something called dark winged fungus gnats which are mostly found in your indoor plant pots dark winged duck gnats fungus gnats <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> i'm not acknowledging your joke <laughs> <laughs> The episode where all of Heather's jokes tank. Yeah. Why? How dare? I blame you for the ruination of my comedy career. <laughs> uh, okay. Ninety-two percent of the homes had moths slash butterflies of some kind. That's beautiful. It's Mo- fine. Most, yeah, that's okay. Mostly uh, moths. Moths eat your shit, though, don't they? Yes. So these are mostly moths, like clothes moths and pantry moths. Yeah. I have had to. I've had to struggle with clothes moths. Uh, I live in an apartment building, and I don't like. Yes. Just at one point. Uh, yeah, I, they're not. I have them under better control than they used to be, but it's a huge fucking pain in the ass. They do. They like. Have they ruined a sweater of yours? They've ruined so many things of mine. Aww. Well, it's it's because what happens is that they like they get 
the casings like from them like from the larva yeah like turning into the mud they get on everything and Ugh. and you can and and you it's easy enough to get like if it's on clothing as long as they haven't actually eaten holes in it which i actually haven't noticed as much of that at all it's mostly the casings um if you wash it if you wash it in hot water that kills it like oh, it kills okay. them so you can manage it it's actually more like the damage they've done to um fabrics that i can't do anything like that with like certain like some I've shoes certain shoes like oh. things like that and it also like it's a bummer like I feel really like you know there's like cool fabric hangings that I would like to get and I'm like well that seems like a bad idea I can't really do any fabric crafts because yeah yeah because it's just uh it, it is it's like I and like I said I have it mostly under control but I but it's yeah not fun it's not a fun moth to have I don't recommend it Pantry mods are also, if you've never had those, those are also like they um, end up in like your dry goods. So like flour, like seasoning sometimes. Oh, yeah. And they're they're also very hard to get rid of. They're very, very hard to get rid of. Yeah. My yeah. mom once told me she was like, do you want to know, do you want to know what the dirty secret secret is about flour? Oh, you've talked about this before. Yeah, there's yeah. eggs in it. It's just like, ah, yeah, I did not like that truth. I wish you hadn't told me. I think it makes flour taste better. <laughs> Fuck you, JB. No, you don't. I don't buy flour. All right. Next, millipedes were <sighs> found in 82% of the homes, while centipedes are found in 42% of the homes. Oh, so uh, more more legs, the more populous. I guess. I don't know. The more um, legs, the better. Now, look. <laughs> It's not that I'm calling bullshit on a study because I'm not a scientist. And what the fuck do I know? But my personal experience indicates that centipedes live in a thousand percent of the homes I've lived in. Yeah. So I don't know where this 42 percent number came from. Yeah. I've that never, doesn't seem like a scientific number. I've never not seen a centipede. No, in a you don't think a thousand percent sounds like a scientific. Hmm, hmm. I, I, I call shenanigans. OK. Ten thousand percent. Ten thousand percent. Would a million percent sound better to you? Because yes. I. Yes. OK. Yes, a million percent of the homes I've lived in have had centipedes. Mites of all kinds Ooh. were found in 76% of homes. That's it. Yes. Um, Interesting. This includes ticks and dust mites. I heard that. And other mites. I would think that dust mites were like in everybody's home, like 100% of the homes. I'm, wonder mites. I'm wondering if that is one of the things, like if you're like extremely fucking fastidious, maybe maybe you can conquer the dust mite. I don't know. Because I agree with you. I am surprised by that. 58% mm -hmm. of the homes had camel crickets, which are apparently these terrifying spider looking crickets. And they live in basements. But I don't think I've ever seen one. So I don't know if it's like a like more south or have you seen one? A cricket? A camel cricket. No. Like they're brownish and they have like really long back legs. No. Well, OK. This is I'm sure they're there. Maybe, I'm sure I hear them oh. rather than see them. Or maybe they're not a thing up here. Maybe not. Yeah, that is North Carolina. And 66% of the homes had fruit flies. Fruit. Oh, yeah. Fruit flies. And yeah. that, so. you said freak flies. <laughs> that's that's not a freak. That's not a fly. Freak flag fly. Um, that's so hard to say that. It's a good thing, but it's so hard to say, let your freak flag fly. I can't say it fast. Can you say it fast? Wait, why are we talking about this? Because it's about fruit flies. Let your fruit flag fly. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> let your fruit flag fly. Let your fruit flag fly. Let your freak fly fly. Let your fruit fly fly. Let your flute. Let, let your, your freak flag fly. Let your fruit fly freak flag fly. Oh, that's, that's a good. Okay, that is a good ton. Okay, let your fruit fly freak flag fly. I had to do it slow. It's yeah, really that's hard. hard. It's hard. Okay, cool. 
So when it comes to the types of bugs that dominate houses or the ones that you find the most of, like in the greatest number, there are four main groups. They made up the highest percentage of bugs found in an average room. And so as I go through these groups and list examples, I am not listing every single species, just some of the more common or well-known ones. Okay. Okay. So flies. (laughs) Flies are first. Those are my least favorite. Flies account for 23% of the bugs found in an average room. Mm. And that's any kind of fly. From So those gall midges I talked about before, those are a type of fly. Oh. So that all you know, it includes house flies, but also like tiny little midge guys. Um, next are beetles at 19% of the bugs found in an average room. Um, mostly, you know, carpet beetles, but li- like ladybugs. You know, like those like orange fake ladybugs. Have you guys seen those? Yeah. Like m- where my dad lives, they have like that's a problem. I just oh. assumed they hadn't gotten ripe yet. Oh, that's the lantern fly. Those no, fake they're ladybugs. Well, they're actually I learned they actually are ladybugs. They're real ladybugs or type of uh, ladybug. But I know that like Eastern PA just like this past year had like a really bad problem with the lanternfly. I don't know if that's the same thing because these aren't spotted f- lanternflies. Because they're not flies. They're beetles. Oh, I don't know. But that's that was like the bad boy. This in these. Well, these orange guys have been around for a while. OK, like they're not new. Um, but they were, yeah. I don't see them around here as much, though, but I see a ton of them back east. Yeah, they're not here. Next are spiders at 16% of bugs in the room. And then the last group at 15% is ants. I learned in in researching this that ants belong to the same, I'm going to use the wrong word here because I'm not a science person. I'm going to say family. I don't know if that's correct in terms of like, you know, genus, phylum, what the fuck ever. But ants belong to the same general group as wasps. Oh, fuck wasps. I didn't know that. Oh, interesting. But if, you, but if you think about it, like you think what their like bodies look like, yeah. the way they're segmented and like they do look similar. Yeah. You think about it like that. I never knew that. They really do look similar. Yeah. It just made me like ants a lot less. <laughs> I clearly stopped biology long before we started learning about bugs. <laughs> so there are also a lot of bugs that we might expect to find quite often in people's homes, but in this study, not so much. So we already, I already mentioned this, but German cockroaches, which is the kind that we tend to think of when we think of cockroaches, it was only found in 6% of the homes in this North Carolina study. Oh, so, that's nice. Um, only 10% of the houses were found to have fleas. Only Ugh. 22% had stink bugs, which, lucky. Only 16% had daddy long legs, a.k.a. harvestmen. Oh, I hate daddy long legs. Yeah. They're so creepy. Me too. Do you guys remember like people peeling the legs off of them? Yes. Okay. So I, again, was I was personally victimized by a daddy. Lo- I've been personally <laughs> victimized by many daddy long legs in my life. Um, my earliest memory is uh, I was super little and my cousin's dog, a uh, little Westie, was we were all at, like my grandparents' house and Orly, the dog, caught a daddy long legger that was in the living room and like one and one of the legs like popped off as they do and i remember like really specifically seeing the leg flexing after it had popped off the daddy long leg oh i hate that and i think that's i think like that's just like what solidified just like it's the creep factor was just like yeah because i know they can't hurt you Wow. Yeah, traumatic childhood. They just, you know, creepy crawlies. Yeah. So this is another one. I was super surprised to hear only 16% of the houses had them because, again, I swear to God, any place I've ever lived, I've found a daddy long legger at least once. Um, about a year or so ago, I found one in my shower curtain mid-shower. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that. I will also say, um, I 
am a spider rescuer. So um, when I find spiders in my apartment, I actually I'll leave them alone if they're just chilling in a corner. Like if they're just hanging out, I might like let them be. Yeah. Because I know they're going to eat other buggies. Yeah. Um, If they are like kind of like I find them like in the middle of the floor and they're kind of like, you know, I then I get them in a cup and I take them outside. Um, I, I don't kill spiders. I can't do it. But I will kill the shit out of a daddy long leg because yeah. I don't know what the fuck else to do with kill them. Kill it with fire. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's not taking care of, like, the nasty wasties in your house. It's just, like, walking around and being real creepy with its long-ass <laughs> legs. Yeah, exactly. So Fuck that shit. Looking like a walking skin tag. I low-key love, <sighs> love spiders, too. I keep... Yeah! I don't, I don't disturb spiders in my house, either. I uh, There is a section down in my basement, a corner down in my basement, that I might have talked about that we refer to as Silkwood. That is essentially like a spider is like is a she lobe nest. Like it's like it's it's got several fly carcasses in it. It's real gross. But we That's just let it though. be. Yeah, we let That's it be. Good. Better to have spiders than flies. Yeah, it's silkwood. We just let silkwood be yeah. and it's just fine. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then there are, there are a lot of spiders in our houses. So, you know. Um, okay. So then um bed bugs, that was the last type. We always like we often think of like oh bed bug infestations, like, you know, horrible. Uh thankfully none of the houses that houses that they studied in North Carolina had bed bugs. So all right. In general, all these all these lovely buggos that are in our house. Um you can put them into three loose groups. Um, so one, bugs that have adapted to indoor life like carpet beetles, book lice, and cobweb spiders. Um, so these are bugs that they like to be in your house. They are not, uh, they're not lost. They don't need to go outside. They, they want to be in here. It's where it's, they've adapted to it. Um, it's where they thrive. Uh, then you have bugs that would rather be outdoors, but they will seek shelter inside when they need to, like ants and ground beetles. And then the third type, bugs that prefer to be indoor um, outdoors um, and but they somehow found themselves inside the house by accident like gall midges and click beetles and many others I mean like I said just in general so that last group actually makes up most of the bug groups they are able to identify in this study uh, and they suspect that these bugs end up in houses because the houses themselves sort of act like a trap so you think about it these bugs are outside just going about their lives just you know flying this way crawling that way doing whatever and then there's a house in their way and so they end up inside the house and then they either find their way out eventually or they die inside so yeah, yeah. and so so most of the bugs that they found in this study in these people's homes the bugs like weren't like they weren't setting up shop and like i'm gonna live here now it's just more like Oh my God, where am I? I'm trying to go home. <laughs> doesn't That's seem familiar. Sad. It is sad. It seems very sad. I'm yeah. sorry, buggies. Oh my God, that's so Pisces of you. Oh well, that's I've that's like literally that's the your Cancer Moon. <laughs> yeah, that, that is, is my Cancer, cancer Moon. moon. I'm, oh. a, I'm a big old softy inside. I am too. Oh, it's it's scary how big of a softy I can be sometimes. Mm -hmm. I'm a Virgo Moon. I'm dead inside. <laughs> we all know that. <laughs> so in conclusion. Bugs are all around us. There's no use in worrying about it. Most of them won't hurt us. And most of them don't want to be inside in the first place any more than we want them in here with us. So help them out. Yeah. Get, Get them, them out, out of there. Pick them up on a little piece of paper and just yeah. oof, oof, help them out. All right. That's all I got. 
That's awesome. Um, I bet that wasn't as bad as you thought it was going to be. No, no. But yeah, like, so, yeah, because, like, I'm into Silkwood. I mean, Silkwood does disgust me. Like, it's really gross when I go down to clean out the cow boxes. I'm just like, ugh, ugh, ugh. that looks nasty. Like, it's just this clump of, like, dead carcasses and, like, cobwebs and shit. But it's like, that's the town of Silkwood, and it's uh, keeping me, keeping the bad bugs down, you know, keep getting those, killing those bad guys. <laughs> Yeah, and they're probably cobweb spiders, and they're probably fucking happy as shit. Yeah, yeah, awesome. So JB, what is your? You're gonna specificize. You're gonna narrow That's not it down. A word. Uh, today I'm going to talk about something that might actually be in your home. Okay, uh, you might have some on you right now. Mm, I, actually, I might have mentioned it in my piece. <laughs> Actually, no, you totally do. What? What is it? Uh, I'm talking about mites. Mites. Oh, oh yeah. I will be covering face mites and dust mites. Oh. oh. Yeah, I know. Like, isn't it like a thing like everybody's got face mites? Yeah. See, no, you could be negative and be grossed out, but that's not how I choose to be. Okay. And I want to encourage you guys to be more like me. So you could say that having mites on you all the time is gross. But I want to say that you're never going to be lonely. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> I don't think they're very good company. I like being alone, furthermore. <laughs> Look, I, yeah, I, I have a cat. It's I, great. I'm, I'm fine. Me time uh, is the best time. Well, you don't ever have me time when you have face mites. Shit. Ugh. All right. Now, face mites are called uh, Demodex follicular or demodex brevis i'm also not a science person so i'm kind of i'm kind of throwing it out there with the greek sorry for the entomologists in the audience yeah 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 but they're colloquially called eyelash mites so maybe we could just say that billy eyelash mites yeah (laughs) uh the names for these mites comes from the greek word for fat and boring worm respectively but they are not worms oh they're mites yeah I'm the bad mite. <laughs> Duh. Oh. Now they are they're little teeny tiny little guys. They're like a third of a millimeter long. Like that's just I don't know. You have That's use, like you can't even see it. Yeah, you have to use a microscope to see them. Really? They're, they have eight legs. They are little arachnids and they are related to ticks and spiders. Oh god, I didn't know they were Yeah, they're they arachnids. arachnids. Yeah, they're Ooh. the teeniest little arachnids. Oh, so we So you hear ticks and spiders and I'm sure as I heard in your voice just now that you're starting to get a little bit nervous about these mites. Yeah. Yeah. But these guys don't hurt you. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're not going to hurt you. They're fine. They're uh what's called commensalist, which means they benefit, but they they don't hurt their host. Their host doesn't have any like bad effects. Oh, okay. So it's like a It's not like a mutually beneficial relationship. I was going to ask, do we benefit? No, we don't, but okay. but we've, it's got like symbiosis. I think symbiosis is whenever is you thing? mutually benefit. Okay. Yeah. Then it's it's just like, you know, they're there, they don't hurt you, but they're there. Yeah, uh, another fun example, perhaps this will help fill out your idea of what a commensalist animal, beast, creature, critter, bug is, are the ramada fish, and they ride on sharks and big fish, and they just eat their poop. Oh, they eat their shit? Yeah, so it doesn't cause them any heart, but it's not helping them really either. It's just eating their poop. 
Yeah, it's like it's like I'm not doing you any favors. You're doing me tons of favors. I'm just on along for the ride. But I'm not hurting you. But yeah, it's yeah. not doing you anything. That's us in these mites. Anyway, it's not doing you a heckin' concern, sir. <laughs> yeah, it's not doing anybody a heckin' concern. Anyway, back to mites. So demodex live in the hair follicles on your skin, like your little peach fuzz. Mm-hmm. Like so, all the uh, young teenage boys' mustaches. But like every single person in the world has peach fuzz all over their face. Oh, like all all the little hairs that you see. Like, I imagine it must be so thick on a teen boys though. So thick. Yes, teen boys have more. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> this is the episode where all of Heather's jokes get shot down. <laughs> sorry, <I'm> sorry, buddy. <laughs> I've been drinking on an empty stomach. No, it's okay. Your jokes are still good. I'm just liking to bust in your chops. Okay. You right. always have. You always will. I, I never will stop. Uh, so they like to eat the sebum. Speaking of teen- teenage boys. The what? The sebum. What's sebum? Oh, that's like the greasy, waxy shit that your skin produces. To like, I don't know, keep your skin all nice. Oh, okay. Yeah. Your natural oil of Olay. Yeah, yeah. your natural oil of Olay is your sebum. But can oh. also like, it's also like what can like block up your hair follicles Mm -hmm. and cause like blackheads and shit zits and shit Mm -hmm. zits are more like little infections under your skin blackheads are clogged pores yeah jb might know more about this too you're like a skin you're a skin person right i'm a little bit but i feel like i know about the same as you you're definitely more of a beauty person than i am both you are way more than me well anyway yeah i don't even wash my face half the time i'm extremely fancy i just splash (laughs) toilet water on it All right, that joke gets to stay. That's a good joke. Finally, something lands. I just flush my face in the toilet. (laughs) That's exfoliation. Isn't that what bidets are for? Oh, my kingdom for a bidet. Oil of Tule. Just just install one, like the bidet attachments to your toilet. What's stopping you? You're a homeowner. The only thing that's stopping me is because, like, I think the bidet water is going to be ice cold on my beehole. No, it feels good. I think you can get attachments that have warming options okay it needs to be warm i don't want no cold water on my butt dude there ain't nothing like cleaning your butthole with a bidet though you're like it it's feels, a shit feels so refresh anyway can i please get back to my topic and not your butthole i'm talking about your butthole too yours is important as just as important as mine <laughs> uh anyway <laughs> so the highest concentration of these mites is around your eyes and your nose and your mouth. All of your favorite places you want to think about bugs being, right? No wonder I'm always mm. scratching my face. A fun fact, you can have up to six of these little guys living on each of your infested hair follicles. And you, can't, and you can't see any of them. No, you can't see them. They're microscopic. Even in a magnifying mirror, you can't see them. I'm no, not you asking. Need a microscope. I'm stating because oh, I have okay. a magnifying is it, mirror. Is, and... there, is it their microscopic like movements that... Like, makes me like itchy sometimes i don't know maybe you're allergic to them nah i don't think you can feel them they're inside like they hide out in your pores during the day they're so little you can't even feel them yeah you can't feel them you can't see them they hide under your skin whenever you're awake like the little cowards that they are pussies and then they come out at night while you're sleeping to party and have sex all over your face (laughs) i love it that's literally what they do though like they come out and they mate and they have sex all over your face. They have sex all over your face and then they go back into the little hidey holes and lay their eggs. Yeah, eggums. And yeah, so that's what they do. They're 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 like little teenagers. <laughs> okay, guys, get ready to trademark 
I have an idea. What? All right. A Pixar-style animated movie, but it's for grown-ups because of the having sex all over your face part, but it's, like, just starring. It's just all face mites living in their <laughs> face mite city Yeah, that happens to be someone's fucking face. Yeah. And just all of the, you know, the drama and the, you know, the, and the lives that they live and, you know, the loves and the, you know. That sounds real cute. Yeah. Trademark. They can all trademark. look like Lucas the spider. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love when they be oh he was so cute so cute if it was they all looked like lucas okay anyway that's my idea all right keep going sorry all right so the party doesn't last that long though i'm sorry guys i know (laughs) you've got this idea in your head live fast die young yeah they live fast die young they live for about two weeks and i found my very favorite fact that i've ever learned about i think maybe any kind of bug for sure so these eyelash mites they do not have an anus (laughs) they never poop in their whole life they don't poop (gasps) their whole life they hold their poop in their whole life and then when they die they just decompose and then decompose their whole life's worth of poop on your face (gasps) really yeah so they never get to experience a good shit they never take a shit wow oh my god that's a shame I know, no wonder right? they die so quickly. I know. How long could you hold in a poop? I thought you Two were going to say they just go pop and they just explode oh, yeah, from they... too much poop. <laughs> Maybe that's why they die. I didn't really find out they why they die. Pop on your face. I choose to believe that theory. Yeah. They just die when they have. I poop too much. <laughs> so you're thinking, I would know if mites were having a fucking sex party and then exploding poop all over my face, right? This yeah. can't be happening to me. I know if it were happening. You're wrong. It is. It's definitely happening on your face. It's going to happen on your face tonight, baby. It's happening right now. I was going to say. So so our girl, uh, Michelle Trotwine, our bug girl from California. Dr. Michelle Trotwine. Dr. Michelle Trotwine. from she, Cal- she worked hard for that. That's true. That's mm-hmm. true. Dr. Trotwine. Shout out. Thank you so much. So she also studied face mites. And she took samples from over 2,000 people from all over the world. Mm. And she found every single person to have mite DNA on their skin. Wow. 100%. 100% every single person, no matter where they are from, they had mite DNA on their skin. Hundo P. Interestingly enough, she found that people that were from different parts of the world had different mite DNA on their skin, you know, saying that different parts of the world have different kind of skin mites. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So, I mean, and I didn't get into this because it wasn't part of the sick part, but I thought it was pretty interesting. It has to do with kind of all of our evolution, and these are actually probably the creatures that we've coexisted with for the longest part of our human history. Wow. When you say it like that, it's like, fuck the dog, man. Like, these are man's best friend. <laughs> yeah, well, well I- we're their best friend, at they- least. Yeah. Okay. So maybe you get into this later, but I'm assuming that we are not born with like like we don't get the mites on us in the womb, right? No. Um, so I'm, I guess my question is, when do we first acquire our face mites? Uh, I I don't know if I have it in my pre- but I did I did come across this. Uh, so we come across the face. We aren't born with them. They're generally just spread from from motherly uh, contact. Yeah, like so, you're gonna swaddle your baby, and you're gonna kiss your baby, and and then they're gonna they're the, gonna get on them, and the mites are like, oh. So I guess unless you were a total feral child that was like a literal dumpster baby that somehow was never had human contact with, 
Although you would die. You would die if that happened. So <laughs> yeah, if you're alive, you have face mites. All right. So how she gathered samples, which, and as Justine touched on earlier, she was very like kind of low key, kind of anyone seems like I could be a scientist kind of methods, really. Well, except she knew what the fuck she was looking for. But it it, it seems like <laughs> kind and, of cool. And it's like kind of an every man could I, do this. I, I you know, I, I mean, I see what you're talking about. I, I think it's misleadingly low key. Yeah. Like like the I see where you're going, like the tools, like the way they went about it. But the scientific method itself, it's, there's. Oh, yeah, I couldn't do that. I, oh, know. yeah. I, I guarantee a lot goes into. I, I find yeah. that I found the gathering methods to be very interesting, but they did a very simple just like scraping of greasy parts of people's skin with a spoon <laughs> or, or they got microscope slides and they put glue on them and they applied them to their skin and peeled it off to like look at individual mites oh, like shit we could do that, strip. that yeah does, i mean not uh, yeah not to like um devalue what you know dr troutwine did because you know that was really cool was a really cool study but it's that it actually sounds like the kind of thing you would do in like seventh grade bio class that's exactly what i was thinking when i read this i was yeah. like i've done all of this gross stuff yeah like oh let's- i've scraped oil off my skin i put glue on my skin and peeled it off yeah Yeah. but then she analyzes it in such a way yeah then she did science to it and then i was just like the gross girl in class (laughs) (laughs) but she had a really great quote which i think is extremely applicable to our podcast actually Mm -hmm. when she was talking about the mites to our subject she said people are often curious even in their revulsions that oh. is that's us i was just like oh my god that's like our our motto but we didn't make it our motto yeah can we ask her if we can quote that like we just did i mean you know like, i mean I, I gave her credit for it okay. I'll, I'll tweet at her yeah people you are... should tweet at her i'm gonna tweet at her. I bet I, that's my girl i mean yeah i like this this woman seems pretty fucking badass she does seem really cool she's definitely yeah. she seems like one of us one like, of us <laughs> will you be our first us. guest Ooh. oh yeah. man that'd be cool if we could have a guest i would love to interview scientists me too anyway so everybody's got these these mites on their skin and usually your your skin your immune system keeps them in check but also sometimes it doesn't and you can develop a relatively rare disease called demodicosis that sounds right. Demodicosis? Yeah, that sounds better. Because like... Dem- just- oh, yeah, I'm sure perhaps you've come across this before. Not really. All right. But I'm just thinking about like... But it's it's a skin infection and the symptoms can range from a rosacea-like appearance, hair loss, itching, inflammation, a frosty appearance of the skin follicles. If you don't know what rosacea is, have you seen a picture of Bill Clinton? Yeah, yeah. So it's just kind of red pustules yeah you kind of have like red puffy face yeah it's it, it doesn't look cute it's not cute uh it can also call it itching and swelling of the eyelid eye strain or scales at the base of your eyelids that looks the eyeball stuff looks pretty gross there's a theory that democytosis causes rosacea but the scientific evidence is inconclusive but people who have rosacea definitely have higher rates of these mites on their skin Rosacea is like, that's one of the, it's like chronic, right? It's, I think it's like autoimmune. It's a, yeah, it's, yeah. So unfortunately, if you have it, you have it like in some form probably forever. Yeah, I think it's just a symptom treating sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, you have to manage it. But whenever you have uh, an outburst of this disease, it can 
happen. It can happen overnight. Your skin can be fine one day and all of a sudden your just skin just explodes and looks like horribly disgusting. It's just like mites, mite explosion. They and all pooped like, at that's once. That's it. Yeah, they, they all, all the poop exploded on they my face. They all had diarrhea all at once. They all died. And it normally occurs in people who are immunocompromised in some sort of way, whether they ha- they're HIV AIDS victims or they're on transplant resistant drugs or they have some sort of other immune deficiency. Yeah. Now, if you get this disease, you can go about it the hippie way and try to treat it with tea tree oil. Mm-hmm. Which smells nice. It smells nice. And if it's not too bad, then it might be fine. Or you can use soaps that contain, 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 uh, benzoyl, benzoate, silicic acid. Why am I name? That's all the stuff that's in zit cream. Yeah, yeah, actually. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, selenium sulfide, sulfur, or you can be prescribed crotamatron, livermectin, metronidazole. Metronidazole is a, it's flagell it's this really strong antibiotic that's what they strong antibiotic that's what they yeah. use to kill c diff that's like if you had it really bad i'm guessing it looks like if your face was going to explode yeah yeah or pernithin mm, i don't know that one i don't know that one either maybe i pronounced it wrong but that's interesting because i was gonna i was gonna ask you about uh like what happens if you put like you know, those zit pads like on your face with that stilitic acid, that cetolytic acid. I think that's how you say it. So I guess perhaps if you had a minor case, it might help. Yeah, because like I put that on my face. I'm like, kill these bugs right now. And and like when it stings, it's like them screaming like. Ah. That's that's probably exactly what the stinging is. It's probably screaming bugs on your face. Yeah. Yeah, you guessed correctly. Cool. <laughs> Oh, but do you have any more questions about face mites before I go on to our next friend? No. All right. Yeah. The other friend that is almost certainly with you are dust mites. No. Blech. Which they are not really aptly named. There is a fake science fact that dust is mostly human skin. It's not. It's mostly dirt and paper and fiber and animal oh. dander and flower i'm pleased to hear that yeah it, it it is partially human skin and like human skin and hair is part of dust but but it's, it's not, not like 70 percent. Like, like you'll hear people <sighs> say you know dust that's mostly human skin nope wrong yeah uh, myth yeah. busted most human skin is actually removed whenever you shave or take a shower down the drain where and it belongs. so they call them dust mites but they're really not interested in eating dust what they want to eat is your dead skin Mm. Mm, yeah num, num, num. dead or or dead animal skin like but they want to eat dead skin yeah they're they're carnivores is that a carnivore i don't know yeah all right sure and most dust lives on hard surfaces and these guys want to live where it is moist and warm mm-hmm. and they like high humidity and they like the temperature to be around 75 to 85 just like me <laughs> <laughs> do you know where they like to hang out in your butt crack Probably, I don't know, man, but they like to hang out where you and your pets do in your bed and in your sheets and in your couch and on your carpet and in your nice big comfy chairs. Anywhere that's all like warm, I don't know, a crotch warmth or warm and soft and comfy. So yeah. like everywhere I am all the time on my couch and in my bed. That's where those those dust might be. Ugh. Yeah. Rolling in it. So if the average human spends a third of their life in bed. You are sharing your bed with 
anywhere from a hundred thousand to ten million dust mites. Ten million? Jesus. I don't know if that means you have like a big bed or if like you're in a thruple. I I don't. <laughs> Honestly, I bet it has more to do with how fastidious you are with like cleaning your mattress oh yeah then yeah. i got like 16 billion if you sleep with eight dogs yeah true well because some people like some people vacuum their mattress and oh, like, i've never done that what the hell i use a mattress cover isn't that enough yeah that's plenty i wash that every like that's- six months or whatever <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my guess for the discrepancy right. but i'm not a scientist i don't know that sounds pretty good all right so one hundred thousand mites can live in one scary scared square yard of fabric carpet and 10 percent of the weight of a two-year-old pillow can be composed of mites and droppings what oh no i so the pillow gets heavier over time yeah it gets full of mites and poop okay i actually i think that's an interesting experiment buy a new pillow weigh it record that shit Use it for two years and then weigh it again you'll just you'll just lie to yourself and say that it's it's sweat I, but I'd just be mostly interested to see that the pillow right. weighed more. All right, listeners, we're challenging you to do the two-year pillow test. It's the new millennial challenge. <laughs> you mean it's like the new Tide Pod challenge? Exactly. <laughs> but millennials didn't do that. It was Gen We don't Sears. have the attention span to remember to do that in two years. Look, All right, Gen look, Xers, we're calling you to do this. I was going to say the Gen Zers only do it if they can TikTok it. Yeah. Oh, two years is a really long TikTok. Aren't those only like 15 seconds? I don't know. All right. Anyway. So these mites, they're getting fat and happy there because daily one person can shed about 1.5 grams of skin, which can feed about 1 million mites. Oh. Yeah. Uh, but honestly, you most of the time the mites are not detectable. They're microscopic, just like the face mites. They're about a third of a millimeter to a quarter of a millimeter in size. They're teeny weeny. You'll never see them. They don't bite. They're just feasting. Yeah. Well, and they're eating stuff that, like, we don't want around anyway. Yeah. Yeah, they can have my dead skin. That's true. Yeah. yeah so, like, whatever. They're not They're not doing any harm, and you can't even see them. But unlike face mites, they do have anuses. Oh, so they can poop. <laughs> they can poop. Okay. And the bacteria in their poop is what can cause allergic reactions in some people. And some people have really bad dust allergies. Okay. Oh, yeah. 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 All right. All right. Definitely. And I'm sure we all know what common allergy symptoms are. Congestion, sneezing, uh, and dust allergies are particularly bad whenever you first wake up in the morning. I'm guessing because you've just been laying in the dust mite poop all day. Yeah. Your oh. face directly in the, in the pillow. It's it's actually the most common cause of childhood dust allergies or the dust mites. Hmm. And if you're allergic, they can confirm that with the simple with the scratch test. Yeah. You know, where they do the scritchy scratch on your back and I don't know, they rub dust in your back and if you melt, then you're a witch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That sounds I'm not a dermatologist. That sounds accurate. <laughs> We've all heard of allergy tests. We all know what this is. Sorry, I just I just smacked the wonkity wonk. Dong. Yeah, we have. I have a comfort animal, and I'm holding a notebook, and I still found a way to talk with my hands. <laughs> it's, true. <laughs> it's true. That was impressive. No, we have like inexpensive um, mic stands that have these like springs on them, and they just like you. I'm sure you hear them all throughout the podcast because I don't know how the fuck to edit them out. There it is. Thank you. Aww. It's like an instrument. 
I know. We should learn how to play them. It's in drop D. We're going to play corn songs. Oh, yeah. Drop D tuning. <laughs> All right. So we know that these dust mice are in your home. Are you are you creeped out by them? Do you want to get rid of them? I don't or do you not really care? I don't see how you can get rid of them. Yeah. To me, it's one. It's like, do you want to reduce? Do you want to manage their symptoms? I, mean, I don't have a dust allergy, so it doesn't bother me. But. Honestly, yeah, it doesn't affect me in any way, shape, or form. So, all whatever. right, well, I'm gonna help out our listeners. Have sex maybe, all over my face. Maybe, maybe they have dust allergies, and they they're just they just don't know what to do. They ha- they're just beside themselves. They're like, I want this podcast to tell me how to get rid of dust. No, <laughs> we're probably the worst people in the entire <laughs> universe. Yeah, to probably. give you advice on how to get rid of dust, like probably the three worst. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I don't dust off. Yeah, no. I don't know the last time I dusted. No. Like maybe never. That's probably why I can't remember because it never happened. But how you can remove dust mites in your house are to remove carpeting, because they love to be living in carpet. Uh wash your bedding in hot water once a week. Wash your mattress covers in hot water once a week. Psh, that yeah, doesn't right. happen. Wash your pillows every week. Psh, yeah, right. Never happening. Wash your pillows every week? Yeah. You serious? Put dust covers on everything. Jesus. Never happening. You can freeze your unwashables overnight. That will kill the dust mites. Oh yeah. If you have if you have little children's at home, you can give them only washable stuffed animals instead of nasty germ dust mite animals. <laughs> Limiting ceiling fans and unfiltered air conditioners. Oh, yeah. It, that just spreads them mites all over the place. Just look at all the dust on my ceiling fan up there. It's so oh, nasty. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I feel very allergic right now. I just got mm. allergies right now. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. gross. Oh, yeah. I had today was like an allergy day for me for some reason. Oh, I really? wonder. I wonder if it was because it was like not rain. You know what I mean? It was like kind of wet. Oh, no mold. But like, yeah, moldy. I think I do have a mold. I don't know what my allergies are. But yeah. Anyway, carry on. All right. And when you dust, you want to use a damp rag or mop because dry rags and mops just spread them germs all over the place. Oh, really? It just spreads it all out. You want to use a damp rag to contain all that. Oh, damn. Mm-hmm. Because like I have like this like fucking Swiffer thing. Yeah, don't use that. Don't do Swiffer. Unless you have, do you have like the. No, I don't have the wet shit. Oh, yeah. No, don't do that. Okay. And generally try to reduce the humidity in your home. And I read a, a fun little article from the Bangor Daily News from Bangor, Maine, mm-hmm. that suggested burning firewood that reduces the humidity in your house. But How you're are... also trying to increase the humidity when you say, like, like, you can't win. Yeah, you just, can't win. I was just saying, like, having humidity is good because you don't want to fucking have a dry ass house. Well, I think this sounds like the things you would do. Like, if you had an allergy, Severe allergies, yeah. then exactly. these, the, oh, yeah. doing these things would be preferable True. to suffering from the allergy. But if you Sometimes. don't have allergies, then yeah, right. I would. I also like. I wonder if you did all these things, like because you mentioned like kids, and like, and if your kids have aller the allergy, then yeah, you should do all those things. But if your kids don't have the allergy and you're just concerned about keeping dust mites away from them, I wonder if like not being around dust mites just makes them more like sensitive to them in the future. Possibly. I don't know. I've always like I'm I've always I've always enjoyed the theory that like the more dirt and microbes you're exposed to as a kid, the more you can tolerate them in your life. Yeah. Heather, you're Heather, you you have sciencey knowledge. Mm. Does that sound legitimate? Sure. Okay. (laughs) 
All right, that's all. That's all I got. Oh, that's awesome! That's great. So, congrats, guys. Uh, yes, I was disgusted several times. So, good job. But we didn't traumatize you, really. No. Okay. No, I yeah. shall live. Yeah. I shall. Uh, I do have a singular um a de- domicile. I'm not attached anywhere. I used to live in apartment buildings and stuff, and but I do like not being attached to anybody, not being able to like, you know, catch anybody else's bugs but my own. I feel you. Yeah. 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 Cause living in an apartment building, it's not, I mean, it's not bad. We don't have like, I don't have any bad, like, um, like no cockroaches. Yeah. Your um, apartment building is very nice and clean. Yeah. No. And I think, and for the most part, like the people that live in it, like, I don't, it's, yeah, it's, we don't, we don't really have problems. Like every once in a while, um, I'll see some ants, but it's always like really easy to just like yeah. contain. Like, no, it's, I've never, it's never been a problem. At the same yeah. time, a lot of these bugs that like, even if you have these bugs, like I've lived with a lot of these bugs and yeah. been in apartments with all these bugs. Uh, for anything that this episode has taught me, it's like a lot of them are a lot less harmful than we may think. Yeah. Uh, really, the only one that I don't want in my house is the bed bug. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, all I, the other ones are kind of like, I guess termites are not good, but. And fleas. Like, and. I wouldn't want fleas in my house. Yeah, but I can like manage a moth. There's mothballs and shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, and I think too for me the biggest thing was realizing like because I you know I'm not good at cleaning. I don't like cleaning. I'm not a tidy person. Um, learning that for the most part like having bugs in your home it's not necessarily a reflection on your yeah. cleanliness. It's just like they're just there. That's true. That's true. It's not. It's like. They're going to do their buggy thing. Yeah. And, you know, and like, yeah, with ants, if you like find you have ants in your house and yes, you know, if you're like leaving, you know, if I have like cat food all over the floor, which, you know, that happens and I yeah. have to like, you know, clean that up because I need to get the ants under. Like, you know, there there is that aspect to it. Um, but yeah. that's not. There's um, always cat food yeah. all over my floor. That's easy enough to clean up. All right. So does anybody have a sickest thing of the week in a good way? Let's end this on a high note. Oh, I do. And I, I brought it with me. JB, what, what is it? We can see it's a visual aid. Yes. I actually posted about this on the Twitter a couple of weeks ago. Uh-huh. And this is a lipstick that I bought from Wish.com. <gasps> and it is shaped like a really oh baby penis. And it looks so much like a penis. And I'm going to pass it along to the friends. And I will I will post a picture of the real mm. life version. Have, our... you, have you used it yet? No, I'm afraid of ruining it, actually. It's so it's so finely detailed. It is finely detailed. I can't believe you're going to let me hold it. There's so many veins. I know, right? <laughs> so fucking weird looking. God, it's got like a urethra and everything. Oh, my God. <laughs> JB was watching like Heather pass it to me like, my God, don't drop it. Yeah. Don't don't drop my $1 lipstick. I'll be so mad. That's my baby. Yeah, this this is wait, I have to Yeah, take it take it in. Take it in. It's really good. It's so gross. It's circumcised. Yeah, it, it is, is circumcised. Um, but it has a pee hole. Yeah. It's so like it's so veiny. It actually looks more like I saw you post this. Wasn't it advertised as like a mushroom? Something like right. that. Yeah. I almost <laughs> could mushroom tip. I almost could see how maybe like someone like really sheltered who had never like would be like, oh yes, this is a mushroom, not a penis, but it's clearly a penis. This is just it's very weird, gross. 
It's it's wow. Okay, Here. it came in the mail today. I was so happy. I was like, oh my god, yay! My penis lipstick. You know, I kind of never. I don't really understand why uh, bachelorette parties have like so much penis stuff. I Me never either. have either. I I find it so strange. Like we don't even think penises look good. Like why do we want to have them all around us all the time for our bachelorette parties? I kind of just think it's funny. I guess it is funny. I like cartoon penises, but like when it's like, oh yeah, veiny ass dick, like <laughs> right. Like if ever there's a fool who is foolish enough to marry me, I want you to have a bachelorette party where everybody gets this in their goodie bag. <laughs> <laughs> the urethra. There's a pee hole in yeah, it. Yeah, I know. It's so disgusting. I it's think so detail. gross. That's the most disturbing detail. That's why I don't sure. want to use it. I want to see an uncircumcised one. All right. Probably looks like a little hose. <laughs> <laughs> Justine, do you have anything that's good this week? Oh, I don't. You know, uh, this, this week, the past couple of weeks have been rough. I think I said the same thing last week. Uh, you're on the upswing, though. No, uh, I mean, I hope. You're on an even swing? Even swing. I'm getting by. It's just, it's fine. It's just a lot going on at work. Um, and it's not, you know, and I also want to be clear, especially if like I have any coworkers listening, I am not uh, experiencing any more stress or drama than anyone else at work. If anything, I'm sure I'm experiencing less. So I'm not trying to be dramatic or like, oh, woe is me. It's just it's a rough it's a rough time of year, but it's OK. Yeah, it's fine. Whatever. I feel that. So, you know, just like, you know, big, big projects, big stuff all happening at once. We'll get through it. It's all good. Uh, I guess I can't really have anything that I have this week, but I'm just really looking forward to this weekend because it's like a huge weekend for me. So on Saturday, I'm going to see King Princess. Oh, fun. At Stage AE. And on Sunday, it's the Oscars. Oh, oh you're in your element. Yeah, which a lot of people like refer to as the gay Super Bowl, but it's it's like my Super Bowl as well. It's like it's just like my favorite thing of the year. I love it so much. I know it's all fake and stupid and whatever, but I love it. It is your Super Bowl because um, you've I've been to parties that you've thrown where there's been brackets. Yeah. And we've, we've been required to show up in our best finery. Yeah. Yes. The only reason why I haven't done that recently is because, like, honestly, I kind of enjoy just, like, watching the ceremony and live tweeting with all of my Who Weekly friends. I don't blame you because <laughs> all the people you didn't, you'd, like, invite us and we'd basically... <laughs> No one knew anything. We wouldn't be, um, I don't think any of us would ever like exhibit the appropriate amount of excitement. So I I feel you. It's okay. I was like, I really tried hard to have have, like a Oscar party, but I was like, nobody's excited about this. Like I am. I'm just going to have to go to my internet friends. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm really pumped this year because 1917, I'm rooting for it. And that is uh, probably, it's going to win best picture and Brad Pitt is going to win. And, uh, who else is gonna win fucking hopefully not scar joe even though she's nominated twice like if she wins i'm gonna throw shit are you gonna burn a couch i'm gonna burn a couch but no <laughs> laura dern is probably gonna win for supporting um parasite is probably gonna win for screenplay best original screenplay uh and making all my predictions right now and we'll see if they come true I should have had my list, but that's all I can think of at the moment. But yeah, best picture, 1917. Best cinematography, Roger Deakins, 1917. 
Okay. And how many Oscars will cats win? Zero. I'm kidding. I, I know. I Which know. I'm really, Taylor is raw because I really love Beautiful Ghost. That was a nice song. I love that song. I listen to that still on my own. It's such a cute, pretty song. And I actually want to watch Cats again. Ugh, You're never the only again. one. You're the only one. No, people are into it. They're like, you know, getting, taking edibles and going to see it. It's going to be like a big Rocky Horror Stoner thing. No, it's not. It's not. I'm going to do it. <laughs> I mean, that's fine. I'm never watching it again. <laughs> okay, let's wrap it up, I guess. Tell the listeners how to find us and like us and all that good shit. Oh, yeah, because, I mean, what are we without you, our listeners, after Nothing. all? Nothing. We're garbage. We love you. So, you know, since you're, li- if you're, you're listening right now, so if you haven't already subscribed, uh, you can do that on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or pretty much anywhere else you can find podcasts. Uh, let us know if you can find us on a podcasting place. We will get on that. You can also follow us on Twitter at That Sick Pod. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at That Sick Podcast. And you can email us at that's.sick.podcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. All right. So until next time, my friends, don't fall in love at the face might orgy because that's, that's sick. sick.